Hello and welcome to Easy Aces from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Well, the Aces' big worry now is their niece, Betty. Jane got a letter from her sister, Betty's mother, asking what progress is being made toward finding Betty a husband. Jane learned that he is secretly seeing some man, but Betty refuses to say who he is. This episode is an alternating scene between the Aces' bungalow and the studio apartment of Betty's mysterious man. But first to the Aces, where we find Jane writing a letter to Betty's mother. Marge and Mr. Race sit nearby, listening. Oh, dear, there I go again. How do you spell musician? What? I'm having one of my bad spells again tonight. Betty has to pick a musician to go with, and I have to write her mother. She just couldn't pick a, a clerk or some easy job like that. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll spell it for you, Jane. I got it up to M-U. M-U-S-I-C. Oh, wait a minute. S-I-C. I-A-N. R-A-N. Yeah, that's right, Marge. Well, thanks, Jack. I don't think you ought to write her mother about this thing until we get it all straightened out, all the facts. But Betty wouldn't tell me anymore, only that he's a musician and she wouldn't introduce him to us. I wonder why. I don't know, but I still say there's no use writing her mother about it because if she finds out there's something wrong, she's well, going to... I'm not telling her that there's anything wrong. I'm just saying that... Well, here, I'll read it to you. Um, I'll start from the start. Hmm. Dear Ethel... How are you? We are all well, and I hope you are all well, too. That's just to get started. Mm -hmm. um, well, I guess you are anxious to know all about Betty and what she has been doing. Well, first I must tell you that she is well. Too many wells there or something. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, second, I must tell you that you don't have to worry about Betty not getting married because she is pretty enough and certainly is smart enough and sure would be a feather in any man's hat. Excuse me, there goes the doorbell. Doorbell? There's nobody at the door. No, I just wrote that in the letter. <laughs> when, when was this? There wasn't anybody at the door. I just put in things like that to break up the monopoly. She likes to write, th read things that I do and things like that. Oh, yes, yes, form letter 24A. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> Ethel likes action with the reading matter. Is that it, Jane? Yes. Uh, excuse me, there goes the doorbell. Dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. Well, it was only the paper boy again. The weeks sure do fly by, which reminds me, as you say, that Betty is 19 years old now. It hardly seems a year ago that she was 18. And as I was saying to my husband just the other night, I said, 19 is very old for a young girl. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, pretty good so far, huh? Yes, Jane, that's really quite tiresome. Uh, for a young girl. Um, well, you will be very happy to know that Betty is finally interested in somebody at last. And I think Betty is very happy about him. Excuse me again, there goes the phone. Oh, yes, dot, dot, dot. No, dash, dash, dash this time. Oh, uh, yeah, sort of break up the monopoly, yes. yes. Well, it was Betty on the phone saying she wouldn't be home for dinner. See how I lead up to it? The phone and Betty calling up? That leads up to what I'm going to say next. Oh, yeah, that's really clever uh -huh. that way. Oh, yes. go on, then. Saying you were she wouldn't be home for dinner? Yes. Mm -hmm. So I guess she must be pretty interested in him if she can have dinner with him so many times a week. Well, Ethel, I guess you're dying to know all about him, so I will close now. So you will close now? Oh, Jack, that isn't going to do at all. No, wait. So I will close now, saying that I will tell you all about him in my next letter. Oh. Only I will tell you he is a musician. There, that's as far as I got, and that's all I'm going to tell her now, because that's all I know about him. 
Now, there's nothing for Ethel to worry about in that letter, is there? No, not much. You mean you think she can read between the lies? Between the lies? Oh, I don't. I think that ought to satisfy her for the time being. Only you're going to have to follow that up with more details about this musician. What kind of a musician is he? Swing, I guess. Swing? Mm -hmm. What? Betty, a jitterbird? Don't make me laugh, Dave. All right. Did Betty tell you he was that kind of a musician? No, she wouldn't say anything. Just that he's a musician. Well, uh, what does he play? Music. Yes, I know, but what? Uh, What instrument? I don't know, dear. If I knew, I'd tell you. You know how Betty is. The minute you start asking her something, she shuts up like a clamp. Yes, well, if you ask me, he's probably some broken-down orchestra leader or something. Probably plays in some dance hall or a honky-tonk nightclub, you know. Oh, be your age. Now, where would Betty meet a fellow like that? I don't know. Well, then why do you say things like that? Well, what can I say about the guy? If she's ashamed of him, won't bring him out here to let us meet him. There must be something phony going on. That's what's puzzling me. A musician, huh? Are you sure she said that, Jane? Am I sure? What do you mean, am I sure? Don't you think I know the word musician when I hear it? Well, yes. You didn't know how to spell it. Well, that has nothing to do with it. Can't you know a musician when you hear it if you can't spell it? Well, most people can. Most people? Well, uh, right now. Let's not start an argument about that. There's enough for us to worry about as things stand now. There must be some reason she won't bring him here and let us meet him. She said we wouldn't approve of him. Oh, she said that. Well, this is a fine time to throw that line in. Well, that doesn't help any. We still don't know who he is. Yes, but we've at least got some reason for not bringing him out. Wouldn't approve of him, huh? Then he must be some broken down guy. Let me see now. She said something else. I'm trying to remember. Oh, for heaven's sakes, remember it. I'm trying to. Something about voice. He's studying her voice. Studying... He teaches voice? Is that the kind of a musician he is? Somebody studies voice. I got so excited talking to her that I didn't get it He's a singing teacher. Oh, no, no. Thing, teacher. He doesn't teach people for money. She said he loves music. He doesn't take money. Doesn't take money? What kind of a musician is that? What kind of a man is that? I'm getting more and more excited about meeting him myself. What else did she say? That's beautiful, David. What's that you're playing? David, what is that? Music. Yes, but what? What is it? I'm sure I don't know, Betty. You can name it if you like. I'm afraid I can't. Of course you can. Why bother? I won't, David. That's the girl. When you see a red, clear sky against purple hills, you sink it in an awesome wonder. You don't name it, it's sunset. This is music. Sunset is music, music, and 10 o'clock is 10 o'clock. Betty, you're going home. I am not. At once. But, David, we've only just come from dinner. You promised to play for me. But I have played. I want to hear more. Some other time. Have pity on an old man who's dined too well, danced too much, and drugged himself to sleep with too much music. Old man, don't talk like that. I feel suddenly old myself. You? Nineteen. Here you are. Nineteen, and here I am. Forty-one. Stop it, David, please. Going on forty-two. You see, there's no harmony there. David, please. You sound as if you don't want to see me anymore. Are you tired of my company in only three weeks? Three weeks? Has it been that long? Well, that's better. Yes, three weeks ago you came into the office looking for an apartment. You frightened me. 
you were so businesslike and so standoffish. Was I? When I told you the manager of our real estate company wasn't in, I thought you'd turn right on your heel and walk out. Lucky for me, I found just the apartment you were looking for. And lucky for me, too, because this is just the place I wanted. I like it here. And the rent not too high. <laughs> <laughs> you drove a hard bargain, Betty. It's our standard rate, sir. My uncle would never let it go for less. Well, you should have only let me tell him that I make no money here. I only teach music for the love of music. Oh, no. My uncle would never have rented you the place. He wouldn't understand that at all. No, I suppose not. I'm only beginning to understand it myself. Still, I find myself asking myself, why do you live here? Why all this? I told you. Yes, you love music, I know. I do. I always have. It's all I know. It's all I want to do. You're lucky to be able to do just what you want to do. I know it, Betty. Don't I know? Thanks to an indulgent late departed aunt. Oh, so that's where your money came from. You never told me. Child, you know too much about me already. Now, would you please go? Until tomorrow night. Betty, don't you think you're overdoing this? Coming here this way? What must your aunt think? Plenty. You should have heard her try to worm out of me this afternoon who you are. You don't know? Your uncle doesn't know? No. Imagine you're one of his tenants. Isn't that funny? Right. Uh, yeah. And now I insist you go. All right, but I'll call you the first chance I get in the morning. If you do, I won't answer. I tell you, Betty, you're making other solutions of yourself. Just send this letter, huh, dear? What? I'll send this letter the way I wrote it. I suppose so, if you have to write. Oh, sure I have to write. If I don't write at all, Ethel will think there's something wrong, and she might even come here to find out. Oh, then send it by all means. I thought you wouldn't want that. Uh-huh. Isn't it too bad you can't get along with Ethel and her husband? Oh, we get along. Yes, but not when they're here. Now, some people get along with their outlaws just fine. With their outlaws, I knew you'd use the right word someday. What? Uh, nothing, Jane. <laughs> Go ahead and send the letter, Jane. You've told her everything you know, except that you don't know who the man is. Well, I don't. Right. By the time Ethel answers, you'd better find out who he is, or we will have visitors. Heaven forbid. Now, dear, that's enough. After all, she is my sister. Oh, yes, Jane. I'm sorry. I should think you would be. Do I complain when you do things for your sisters? How about your family? Oh, now, don't start that again. How about your oldest oh. sister's youngest boy and your youngest sister's oldest girl? Yes. When they had their tonsils out, you paid for that. Oh. Everybody gets some pleasure out of our money but me. Yes, please, Jane. Would oh, you... Jane, stop it. Go ahead and mail a letter. Well, I I just want him to know I know what's going on oh, here. Oh, sure you do. Now, fold up your letter, and I'll mail it for you. Well, all right. Oh, I want to put these snapshots in us. What snapshots? The one we took last winter on the ranch. I'm going to send her all of them. Well, that'll make quite an envelope full. Yes, well, how many stamps shall I put on it? Two? No, it's too heavy for two. Let me feel it. Feel it? What do you mean? What do you, what do you mean, heavy? Well, it depends on how much a letter weighs as to how many stamps you put. Let me have it. Here. Yes, well, you better put about four stamps. Yes, or maybe six to make sure. But the more stamps I put on it, the heavier it gets, doesn't it? The heavier? Well, yeah, that's a new angle. Well, David turns out to be a tenant in one of Mr. Race's real estate holdings. We hear more of Betty's 41-year-old crush and Jane's effort to find out who he is when next we meet the Easy Aces.